This is an RNZ podcast. How's work been since they uh, started, uh, the public started stop firing a few events? Oh, it's flat out, it's flat out, but uh, you know, we'll do anything for Australia. These times call for desperate measures, so we're, we're working around the clock and that's just how it is. That was a worker at the Kimberley Clark paper mill near Adelaide telling a Channel 7 TV news reporter last Wednesday how they were stepping up for Australia in its hour of need, producing more toilet rolls around the clock to meet the needs of people panic buying over coronavirus in South Australia. Meanwhile, in the Northern Territory, the Darwin-based NT News was doing its bit. The tabloid, which describes itself online as a newspaper gone rogue living in the golden age of abuse, printed eight pages of cut-out-and-keep toilet paper with the paper's logo embossed on each sheet. Australia's Media Watch show on the ABC noted this week one single stockpiler in Sydney featured in the national news bulletins of all three Aussie commercial TV networks. Prepper Diane telling her story on 7. Lots of sauces, pasta, noodles... And on 10. Rices, drinks, muesli bars, heaps of noodles, five kilo bags of rice, dog food, cat food, canned fruit, snacks. While on 9, she claimed, I'm definitely not a doomsday prepper. Oh, really? But even the public service ABC alarmed Australians unnecessarily with an online news headline that read, Government has the power to forcibly detain and contaminate people with coronavirus. They meant detain and contaminate decontaminate, of course, but accuracy is everything in the news at a time of crisis. But the strange story of stockpiling toilet rolls was legitimate news too. Many Australians read much more matter-of-fact accounts about it from Australia's national news agency, the AAP, Australian Associated Press. After the retail giant Woolworths limited customers to four packs of toilet paper each, AAP reported the New South Wales Premier was urging people not to panic buy. People should just go about their daily business as usual, she told AAP, whose stock and trade is producing news that the rest of the media can use. But it won't be for much longer. Well, if you value reliable, independent sources of information, you're about to lose one and you probably didn't even know about it. It's Australian Associated Press, or AAP, and it will shut its doors in June after 85 years of quietly keeping you in the know on many stories you would have read and heard over the years. That was the ABC's Linda Mottram last Tuesday on the PM show, Australia's equivalent of Checkpoint, with sad and worrying news for Australian journalism, and some journalists there and some here as well. And Linda went on to explain why the impending demise of what the ABC called the news service you've probably never heard of but most likely read was big news itself across the Tasman. AAP is what's called a news agency or a wire service. It provides media organisations big and small, including this one, with coverage of news and finance, sport, regional, rural affairs across the board. It is nothing less than a mainstay of Australian journalism and its loss could well mean that things you want to know about just don't get to see the light of day. The AAP is owned by, paid for and governed by the major newspaper publishers in Australia. It sells Australian news onto many publishers across the country and overseas. Its chief executive Bruce Davidson told staff that the business was no longer viable in the face of increasing free online content. Too many of our customers, he said, are relying on what's on Google and what's out there on Facebook. Now, when the AAP closes in June, none of the publishers there will be able to replace the service with any other that can cover news right around the country because there isn't one. Now, this is devastating news naturally for the 180 or so journalists who work for the AAP and around 30 online content editors who work here for its subsidiary PageMasters. 
Summing up the impact of this closure, the editor of the news website The Conversation, Misha Ketchell, said many people outside the thinning ranks of Australian journalists would have little idea that AAP was a media industry engine. AAP journalists are the unsung heroes of journalism. When I worked for the Sydney Morning Herald in The Age, I used to check my ropey shorthand of press conferences against the AAP and often unearthed embarrassing errors, sometimes ones that would have got us sued. AAP also regularly broke major news with coverage that would lead all the newspapers and TV news bulletins. Every honest journalist in Australia today, he said, should feel guilty about the way they've secretly relied on AAP. We almost never gave it enough credit, he said. Well, on the day the closure was announced, the Australian Press Gallery stood in silence to acknowledge their colleagues and Australia's Prime Minister and Leader of the Opposition honoured them too. It is a sad day today because I want to acknowledge the AAP journalists who were here. Um, the AAP will not be operating here anymore. And when you have such an important institution such as AAP coming to an end, in not just here, Mr Speaker, um, that is a, a matter of, of real concern. Today is a tragedy for our democracy. We thank you for your contribution over such a long period of time, holding us to account and informing the Australian people. Now, the closure of a national news agency owned and run by the big newspaper publishers might sound familiar to some here because it happened here back in 2011. The New Zealand Press Association, a cooperative news agency that was founded back in 1879, closed in 2011 because the publishers didn't want to pay for it anymore and they claimed it no longer produced the kind of news that they could use in an increasingly competitive and digital environment. The void was partly filled the following year when the AAP came across to set up its own agency in New Zealand, NZ Newswire, which supplied clients here and in Australia with New Zealand News that used to come from the NZPA. But with major newspapers here publishing all their news online for free, the New Zealand Newswire also struggled, and two years ago it closed. At that time, Tony Gillies, the chief editor of AAP, told MediaWatch there would be less news about New Zealand read in Australia as a result, and this week he told me the same will now happen in Australia after the closure of the AAP in June. Yeah, that's right, Colin. I think it's the depth of AAP's uh, news coverage that will be sorely missed here. Um, there are a number of media players here in Australia. It's not a bad size uh, market. However, you know, all of those media organisations have been relying on Australian Associated Press for um, their baseline coverage. So those people that are, you know, covering the courts and the politics and uh, and and doing it in such a uh, an unbiased and uh, uh, way um, that's that's now going to go. We AAP has been producing uh, about 350 stories a day, and that will cease to exist from uh, June 26 this year. And what will fill the void, if anything? I mean, that's a big question mark. It's Australians will miss, and New Zealanders will miss this source of source of news. You know, the last two days have uh, we've been overwhelmed by messages of support. Uh, I actually I can't keep up um, with my own accounts because of the uh, messages of support, not just from around Australia, but from right around the world. I don't think people sort of realised the um, extent to which AAP made its way or AAP content made its way into to journalism here. But when you see the, uh, the this outpouring of support, but, but in which case, Tony, in which case, so, you know, all these messages of condolence and support, I'm sure you must be feeling, well, thanks for that, but why didn't your organisation stump up 
the subscription fees that would have kept this in business. Absolutely. If only that support could uh, transfer over to subscription fees, um, that would be a wonderful thing. Not long after the announcement was made on Tuesday, you'd expect there to be widespread anger. Ten minutes after the announcement had finished and the question time had finished, um, they were straight back at their desks to work the file, continuing to report on the on the stuff on the day. And that's what makes this whole thing sad. We've now got close to 200 exceptional media professionals, very well trained, about to flood the market. I think um, you know, maybe Australian journalists and publishers and broadcasters here will be the beneficiaries of that, but it's such a tragic day to have that to have that team broken up. Yeah, almost as if to illustrate what you were saying there, and one of the online stories I read about the AAP closing had a photograph of you in your office um, with your head down, looking like you're not having a great day, obviously, and the photo credit at the bottom is AAP, one of your own photographers took the picture. I haven't seen that. I'm a little bit embarrassed by that. I try to, um, you know, I, I try to put on a brave face, but uh, it has been tough. Uh, I've seen a figure of about 180-odd journalists who will be affected by closure of AAP in June. Uh, that, that must include some of the New Zealanders working here doing uh, content uh, editing online for Australian publications? There are 500 people actually involved in this. Um, so it's almost 200 journalists for the Australian Newswire. There's about uh, 100 photographers on top of that. The, on the Australian Newswire, and as a part of that uh, that body of people, about 200 um, I have a few uh, people from New Zealand working for us there. But on top of that, AAP has a number of um, other businesses, a press release dis- distribution business and an editorial production uh, unit as well. And it's that editorial production unit that does have some uh, New Zealand staffers in it. The, uh, the production unit, while it will close under AAP, there is an emerging entity um, afoot now. So uh, there will be opportunities for those people that are already in those roles to perhaps carry on. So the production entity you referred to there, was that the company known as Page Masters? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And now the uh, journalism union uh, boss in Australia said the demand for AAP's news is still there across Australia. It's the market system in that country that's failed, he says. And he pointed the finger directly at Google and Facebook, the tech titans, you know, stripping out the income from the media business. Is he right about that? I think it's a fair point. There's been serious disruption all over the world all, uh, uh, you know, in media as a result of this. The publishers here uh, and the broadcasters have simply argued those tech titans have an unfair advantage in that they're not you know, paying the required taxes that they have to pay, the publishers have to pay. Uh, they're not bound by the same uh, content rules that they are. It's, it's a very, very difficult situation. We're, we're bearing the brunt of um, that disruption. This latest um, tragic loss of now AAP, surely that must be enough of a signal for the Australian government here to actually stand up, take notice and take action. Our government hasn't moved at all on this issue of the tech titans and the impact they've had on the media. But in Australia, we read about uh, government inquiries being held. Uh, the ACCC, the Australian Competition Regulator, has looked at its impact on the media industry. Did none of that come in time really to help the AAP? That's right. It's still in play at the moment. And unfortunately, um, uh, it hasn't come in time to save Australian Associated Press. Uh, Tony, here in New Zealand... Um, RNZ, Radio New Zealand, 
because we're publicly funded, it gives its content to any bona fide media organisation pretty much. In one sense, it's helping out the media with a flow of content, but um, it actually makes it kind of impossible to set up any kind of news agency operation such as the AAP used to operate. What it doesn't address, though, is that uh, that whole issue of plurality and you know, of voice. I think the issue is if there's fewer media organisations putting their slant on news, that, that's not a good thing for the public. Tony Gillies, the chief editor of the Australian Associated Press, the National News Agency of Australia, which this week announced it would close in June.